Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome into Feeling Blue of the Block M Podcast Network here with you on Wednesday night, April 5th, as we go into Thursday, April 6th. Luke Yardy and Scotty White here with you, and we've got a lot to talk about because on the same day, Friday of last week, we had the big news, the big high of five-star quarterback Jaden Davis finally making his commitment and choosing the Wolverines. And not long after, we had the news of Hunter Dickinson entering the transfer portal, which I would imagine made the day of our very special guest here, Mr. Von Lozon, not only of the Future Blue podcast on the Blockhead Podcast Network, but managing editor of Mazenbrew.com. So I'd imagine it was a busy Friday. Von, how are you doing here today? Got not only those two things, but uh, Michigan Hockey uh, locked in their head coach for the uh, foreseeable future, on top of it being my sister's 21st birthday, so there was a lot of stuff going on in my life, and I just didn't have the time for all of the uh, the jargon that Hunter Dickinson was trying to uh, throw my way. So, it, yeah, it was a very busy Friday, um, was probably the busiest Friday off season for the site uh, in, in in in. Well, I guess not in the month of April. It was the last day of March, but you, you get the picture. Uh Quite quite a busy day. One of the busiest off-season days I've had in a long time. And, you know, honestly, none of it surprised me because you kind of just have to learn to expect the unexpected when it comes to all of this stuff going on with especially the portal, which we'll get into. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm still kind of recovering, but I think I'm doing okay. 
And for Scotty here, man, he had himself a heck of a weekend because he obviously covers baseball uh, for for the site. They had a pretty good weekend down in Illinois, didn't they, Scotty? How are you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. And yeah, the baseball team off to a, a, a start that I didn't see coming here in Big Ten play. Now five and one couldn't quite get the sweep of Illinois. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really good weekend. And yeah, I mean, Friday was was just crazy. I, I um, just happened to be on Slack at the right time and caught that Hunter Dickinson story. And Vaughn, you said you weren't surprised. I'm not going to lie. That one, that one caught me off guard a bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm sure some people were shocked by it, Scotty. Um, I, I just, you know, being the managing editor, seeing a whole lot of stuff go on all the time uh, with the transfer portal and everything, just, you know, you, you, you gotta learn to expect the unexpected. So it, it's unfortunate news, but it is what it is, right? So you just got to move on from it and, you know, look towards uh, what's going to come out of all of this, who they go get in the portal to replace him, et cetera. So it'll it'll be really interesting to see how all that plays out. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. You could put me in in team shocked uh, when I when I saw the news because I thought, you know, really Hunter had three options, right? It was either come back for his senior season, turn pro, or hit the transfer portal. I thought hitting the transfer portal will probably be number three out of those three on that list. Uh, I was pretty surprised to see it. I know we, uh, he, he came out, he didn't really say a whole lot. Right. But the one thing, and I find it interesting, you know, so if you're following on Twitter as I was, cause once that hit, you know, I'm like, Oh God, you know, what, what is going on here? This is crazy. You know, refreshing, refreshing. And I saw the ant right tweet, right. And, and talking about kind of, Hunter's quotes, and he had a couple on the tweet originally. Uh, Number one was, uh, I feel like, I think it was, I feel I had to do it. I had no other choice. That tweet was later edited to take out the, I feel like I had no choice thing, but it was already out there. I'd imagine he said it. He probably just didn't want that message uh, to be out there a little bit. And then we've heard some kind of rumors and rumblings about maybe why he ended up doing it, you know, uh, maybe he wasn't too three, didn't really believe in the roster. Maybe he's pursuing some NIL stuff, um, but it, it was interesting to to say the least. And I think like looking back at it, guys, he's probably the the biggest name, maybe the best player to hit the transfer portal since the new rules came out. Yeah, uh, Luke, I agree. I, I think he is the... Uh, yeah, probably the best player in the portal period uh, when it's all said and done with with the new rules, um, certainly in the sport of basketball. There's no no denying it. I think I, I think he has the proven track record. He's got uh, the the accolades to back it up with. I, I want to go back to a point that you said, Luke, that you, you thought that him hitting the portal would be the third choice. I honestly thought it would have been number two. I expected him to come back, um, but if he if he didn't come back, I just didn't think that he was going to go to the NBA draft. It, had he, it, his stock would have never been higher. I think after last season, um, you know, when they went to the Sweet Sixteen and and uh, lost in, in the NCAA tournament, it just didn't seem like he is an NBA player at this point. Probably won't be an NBA player at all. So you assume that. Wherever he winds up, he'll play one season, go overseas, and probably have a successful career wherever he ends up playing. But um, I, I just certainly did not anticipate uh, 
him ever going to the NBA draft. Had, had he done it, it would have been after his first or second season. Um, so I, I fully anticipated him to come back to college this year. So, uh, yeah, again, man, I mean, I know most people are probably surprised by this, but I, I, I'm really not in that quote that Ant Wright had from Hunter that he edited, like you said, really telling. And and I think that it's also telling seeing some of the other players uh, come out. And I mean, I saw the quotes from Will Cheddar that he that he had not only on social media, but he was interviewed by 24 seven at the uh, spring game pep rally. And uh, it, you know, I mean, you can kind of just tell that Hunter didn't leave on the best of terms with anybody. It's, it seemed like a shock to the people inside the program um, more than anybody else. So I don't know. There, there's a lot to be learned about this decision for him to transfer. And I'm really curious to hear his thoughts whenever he finally opens up. Cause if you know uh, Hunter Dickinson, like like we all know him, he it's hard for him to shut his mouth. So he'll he'll open it eventually, and he'll he'll spill the beans about why he transferred at some point. I would imagine. Yeah, Vaughn, you bring up a good point about you know the transfer portal being his second choice because you know Luke, I was I was kind of with you. I was thinking you know he's coming. I really thought he was going to come back because you know we're we're not seeing his name on these draft boards like we did maybe after his freshman season or sophomore season. Um, that definitely seemed like the time for him to go. And it's a, a bummer for him now that he might not get that chance. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly wasn't expecting, I saw like, a, like a couple weeks before, like I saw someone posted as like a joke, like, Oh, like rumors, Hunter Dickinson is going to go to the transport. And I like just saw one tweet. So I didn't really think anything of it. And like, honestly, it probably was a joke that just happened to actually occur. Um, but it certainly wasn't on my radar. And Vaughn, you mentioned the the cheddar comments. I mean, that for me, it's just so like that's this era of of sports with the transfer portal. Just, I mean, the the drama that surrounds these decisions. I mean, cheddar saying, you know, responding to a fan on Twitter saying, "If only you knew," um, and Ian Burns saying, "You tell him." Um, I don't know if you guys saw Jace Howard comment on Ian Burns' uh, Instagram post. I think he said, you know, some people are like pasta when the heat turns on and they get soft something something along those lines but i mean yeah the whole thing i mean and jace howard and dickinson i mean they were like best friends at michigan too so um i am i am really interested like you said bond to just hear more from hunter about what happened um and unfortunately the the last episode of the round ball pod um you know if i'm going to listen to that thing i want i want something <laughs> meaningful to come out of it and he didn't say anything about it so yeah hopefully we hear some more about it soon that that's the other thing, right? We we heard he he um had a uh, talk with Kentucky, or he was meeting with Kentucky uh, today, or whatever. I wonder if uh, John Calipari, know Marty Mush is part of the package. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, you wherever he goes, round ball pods coming with. Yeah, <laughs> um, but obviously leaves a, a gaping hole in the Michigan roster. This is a big portal year, right? Because also Kobe Bufkin, since the last time we did this, uh, you know, when we did this show last week, seven days ago, Scotty, we were talking about Jed Howard, you know, headed to the NBA draft, and that's about it. Since Michigan has lost Hunter Dickinson and uh, Kobe Bufkin has entered his name into the NBA draft. So uh, quite a bit of uh, a production that is going to be leaving Michigan here this year. Going to be a big portal season for Jawan Howard. A uh, couple of names, you know, obviously they get the uh, the Al- Alabama guard, but um, sounds like they, them and Mizzou are in pursuit of Caleb Love. Um, 
I'll, I'll give my quick thoughts on that, and then I'll pass it on to you guys real quick. I, I, I personally, I think I, I would maybe rather have Hunter Salas of Gonzaga uh, to to be coming in since he hit the transfer portal. Uh, Caleb Love, he's a he's a high usage guy, man. Uh, you know, and when he's on, he he's on, but he can be really really off uh obviously some chemistry issues as well uh at North Carolina this year so uh, I don't know what what are you guys thoughts on that and where Michigan could go in and attack the portal would be pretty good here next year well um you bring up Caleb Love so I'll I'll talk about him first I think he would be honestly a really good addition to what Michigan's got going on at guard. Obviously, you got Doug McDaniel back next season. You're bringing in George Washington to the third as a true freshman, four-star guy, uh, was once committed to Ohio State, so he uh, uh, found his ways, uh, it found the light, and uh, went to Michigan instead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Namari Burnett being the guy that you mentioned from Alabama, more of a, I don't know, like his offensive game hasn't developed like what you would have hoped his first couple of years in college. So he's not really much of an offensive threat at this point. He's a really good defensive player that, uh, you know, can drive to the basket and, and, and do some things with that. But I, I think they're going to need more of a scoring threat out of the portal, specifically at the shooting guard spot. And I think Caleb love is kind of that guy averaged about 17 points last game or, or uh, uh, 17 points per game last year. Uh, had three rebounds, uh, two assists, um, you know, proven player, kind of like what we were talking about with Dickinson, right? Where you know what you're getting out of him. Hunter Salas is a really good player too uh, from Gonzaga, another former five-star guy. And you're kind of starting to see a trend here of Michigan going after former targets that they were going after when these guys were in high school. Harrison Ingram is another guy that comes to mind that Michigan is, uh, or not not reportedly at least, but I think that they should be uh, in the mix for uh, going forward here in the portal. He's a a, a wing from uh, Stanford. They recruited him uh, out of high school as well. He is a, a beast at the three, and he would slide in very nicely uh, for Jet Howard, who is uh, going to the NBA draft. So, yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of guys that they're going out there for, a lot of guys in the portal period. I think I saw something pretty recently that said that there's like a couple thousand kids or something. Uh, I mean, it's just bonkers right now with uh, what's going on. I mean, it's pretty much uh, free agency uh, as far as I'm concerned. But that's just the way that college sports is going these days, and you got to just adapt to the times. And I think this is going to be a really important portal class for Howard just because of how many guys he's lost with. I mean, we've already talked about the three main guys and then uh, Isaiah Barnes also hit the portal. He didn't play a whole lot, but that's another body that you have to account for. And then who knows what Joey Baker, if he's going to get his uh, six year of eligibility for the NCAA or not with his uh, injury uh, status that he's trying to go for with the NCAA and then Jalen Llewellyn, that's up in the air as well. So we really don't know what's going to happen with the roster. But I think the one thing I do know is that there will be a lot new, a, a lot of new faces uh, on uh, on Michigan's roster next season. And I, I think uh, it, it would be pretty wise of Juwan to uh, to reel in a couple more guys in the portal. So yeah, I mean, you you brought up the few guys that uh, I think they should go after with Caleb Love. Hunter Salas, and and I brought up Harrison Ingram, the wing from Stanford. I think he would be a really good addition, too. So, 
we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, I mean, they they need to uh, bolster their their lineup for next year. That's for sure. And the portal is the most sure way to do that these days. Yeah, my um, my my vision of the roster has has changed quite a bit since we last talked. Like Luke said, we were we've lost uh, Buffkin and Jet or and Hunter Dickinson since the last pod. Um, and yeah, Caleb Love, I'm I'm very iffy on. You know, kind of like what Vaughn was touching on. You know, his highs are very high, but his lows are very low. I think he averaged sixteen point seven last year um but under 40 percent shooting from the field under 30 percent from three um but i mean at this point michigan just they they need to to hit the portal pretty hard and they need depth um and i mean at the end of the day, obviously a very good basketball player like we've seen what he's capable of um so i i think that if he if he ends up deciding to come to michigan i think it's between michigan and missouri right now um are, are the two leaders i'd be i'd be very happy to have a michigan they they need they need more guys. A uh, lot of lot of departures this year. Um, and Vaughn, you you brought up the guy that I think Michigan should go after the hardest, um, and that is Harrison Ingram from Stanford. Uh, I was watching the, you know some of the videos that Ant Wright was doing on him, um, like some really impressive tape. Um, I hadn't I wasn't very familiar with him before um, seeing him in the transfer portal, but I think that, that that's one Michigan should certainly go after. Um, and I thought a really interesting one, not, not really sure uh, if this will be some, someone that Michigan pursues, but uh, the Oral Roberts star from the tournament a couple of years ago, Max Obmas is in the uh, report. I mean, he's, he's uh, obviously, you know, not playing the, the hardest of teams at Oral Roberts, but averaged over 20 points per game in all three of his seasons at Oral Roberts. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a very intriguing player in the, uh, in the portal. And he, he put on quite a show on March Madness a couple of years ago. Yeah. We're, we're going to see what happens, man. It's going to be a new look Michigan team next year. End of an era uh, with Hunter Dickinson hitting the portal, but it certainly wasn't all bad news on Friday for Michigan fans is they got a big win on the recruiting trail. We're going to touch on that in a moment before we do. I'd love to let you know that support for this broadcast podcast, excuse me, for Feeling Blue is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. If you're not familiar with them, they are a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. Not only is the stuff comfortable, and I can attest to this, I got the crew neck, the sick throwback Michigan football crew neck's got the old uh, Michigan football helmet on it. It's amazing, but it's so comfortable as well. I really could wear it every single day, and it looks amazing. I get compliments every single time I, I wear it. I've not worn it a single time without getting compliments on how nice the crew neck is. The home field team studies the history, the traditions, the legacy of every single school, and they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. You've got brand new Michigan designs you're not going to find anywhere else like that crew neck and so many other great things. I'm scouring home field every day. My wallet's not happy with me, to be honest with you, but I'm like, man, this stuff is just so, so good. And we are not, we we not only are just telling you about this, right? We're going to help you out because if you head to home field and you use promo code Michigan 15, you're going to get 15% off your first order. Not just one item. That's for your entire order. 15% off using the promo code Michigan 15 at homefieldapparel.com. Vaughn, I know you love home field. You got some sick stuff, man. How good is the home field apparel? I literally was wearing a home 
Homefield shirt earlier today. I'm not kidding you. Um, this stuff is crazy, man. I mean, yeah, my wallet, like yours, it's uh, you know, it's hurting with all the money we're sending to to them. But uh, oh my god, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. I I have a hoodie from them. I've got several shirts. I I literally could spend my entire week's paycheck on Homefield. It's it's crazy. They have insanely good stuff. I. Could not recommend them anymore. It's it's so, so good. So if you guys haven't checked it out yet, please, I highly recommend it. Go do so. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com. As we're joined by Von Lozon of the Future Blue podcast, which uh, touches on everything, Michigan recruiting. And, you know, we had John Simmons on uh, very recently talking about the big Marshall get uh, for Michigan, the running back out of Ohio, and then... Lo and behold, Friday, the big day, man, the one we were all waiting for, the shoot to drop, Jaden Davis committing to Michigan. Five-star quarterback on a Providence day. How big was this get, Vaughn? Yeah, it was It was really important for them to get him uh, on board finally publicly. It, it sounds like he had uh, given his commitment to the staff a couple weeks ago or a couple weeks prior to his uh his his uh, public commitment on sports center uh he he had a visit uh for for spring practice and it was his first time meeting with Kurt Campbell and I think that's kind of what sealed the deal with uh Jaden Davis it, at least uh, it was like the the final thing that uh needed to be checked off there was meeting him in person and making sure that that everything was good with that and uh, it obviously everything was good with with Kurt Campbell he's been destroying it on the recruiting trail but yeah, I mean this this has a positive impact for, for so many different reasons, Luke. Um they haven't had an elite quarterback prospect since JJ McCarthy and uh that that was 3 recruiting cycles ago if you can believe that. It's already been that long since uh Michigan had five-star quarterback JJ McCarthy in their class. Uh so they really needed one because let's just assume that JJ leaves after the season for the NFL draft, uh, you would be kind of left with a, uh, a pretty bare quarterback room. Uh, Alex orgy, Jaden Denigal, um, you know, obviously Jack Tuttle is only going to be in Ann Arbor for one season. So this kind of sets Michigan up kind of nicely uh, moving forward. If JJ does in fact leave after the 2023 season. Uh, and then the other reason why it's so important is because it, top recruits want to play with top recruits, right? So you're going to be able to get these high end offensive skill players. Like, I mean, I know that Jordan Marshall committed before technically, uh, at least publicly, but he already knew about Jaden Davis uh, committing to Michigan. So I, I think that kind of started the domino effect uh, with, uh, with, with all the success that they've had on the recruiting trail. And they're going to uh, potentially get another uh, four-star offensive tackle commit on this Friday uh Andrew Sprague he's one of the top tackles in the country he's like six eight he's just a monster of a of a human being so that would be Jaden Davis's left tackle and, and they're in on several four-star wide receivers they're in on several four-star tight ends and uh you're gonna probably get some defensive players in the mix here as well uh at some point because what defensive player uh would want to go chase down Jaden Davis one of the top quarterbacks in the country who knows how to use his feet much like JJ McCarthy does with scrambling out of the pocket. So it it was, it was so big to finally get him on board and uh, start this recruiting momentum that Michigan has had. 
and uh, we'll continue to have this Friday uh, pending Andrew Sprague's commitment. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's the start of something great in this 24 class and they're ranked number three overall right now uh, on the 24 uh, seven composite rankings. And if they get Andrew Sprague, it's going to go up to number two. So, uh, you know, Jane Davis said he's going to shoot for the uh, top overall class in the country. And, uh, you know, he's coming swinging pretty early on here. So, uh, it was just good news all around, uh, when, uh, Jane Davis finally publicly committed to Michigan last week. Yeah, that was, that was so awesome to watch. Uh, it's not, it's not super often to where we get to see the recruit make uh, the pick on ESPN either. Um, you know, it, it brings back the memories of Jabril Peppers committing and uh, Rashawn Gary. Um, but yeah, it was that was that was awesome. And like like Von said, I mean, you can just see the ripple effect that this class is creating with all of these big commits the past couple of weeks. And and I feel like every time I'm hopping on Twitter too, I'm seeing new crystal balls coming in um, for other top recruits in the class. Um, certainly excited for Friday uh, to see if Michigan can land another. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was also funny on on Friday. I you know I've been I've been paying attention. Not a, a huge, uh, you know, paying attention to recruiting like not not an expert like Vaughn here. Uh, but I have been paying a lot of attention to Jaden Davis and his recruiting, and um, I was very confident that he was coming. Um, but then you know, it, it, I get my flashbacks to you know the Josh Christopher moment. Uh, you know, where everybody's on and everybody's on Twitter eagerly waiting, you know, I'm confident. Uh, and then just seeing that Arizona graphic come up, you know, I got some to that on Friday. Um, but yeah, this, this 24 class I mean, getting, getting that commit so big and we're going to continue to see this ripple effect um, and just a, a great war going on with Ohio state too. I mean, their recruiting's picking up a lot too. Um, just both teams going at it on the recruiting trail and um i think we're gonna in for for the long haul in this uh it's it's, it's gonna be a, a good time for this rivalry for sure yeah who knows maybe a new uh 10-year war vaughn i wanted to ask you yeah. something that you talked about uh, a little bit you talked about kirk campbell uh killing it because as we know uh, one of the biggest knocks on Matt Weiss, right, was that he just ultimately wasn't a good recruiter. Uh, not sure exactly what went into it. He just didn't really there, – there were some people that he just didn't mess, mesh with, right? But what what is it about Kirk Campbell that makes him, you know, s such a good recruiter and a step up in that department as a quarterback's coach? Yeah, so, some people are just naturally born to connect with people and form relationships with people, meaningful relationships. And and Kurt Campbell is certainly one of those kinds of guys. He just connects well with anybody that he meets. And it, it really seems like prospects are resonating with him. And J.J. McCarthy gave him a, a very strong uh, 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 recommendation to, to Jim Harbaugh. And uh, his staff, when when Matt Weiss got fired and they were looking for a new quarterbacks coach, obviously they uh, looked elsewhere outside the program. But Kirk Campbell was the one that J.J. McCarthy wanted uh, to to uh, earn the job. And, and he ended up getting it. So, I mean, if if J.J. McCarthy has uh, has uh, your your recommendation, uh, it, you know, it sounds like it was a, a pretty good choice to me. But, yeah, I mean. With Matt Weiss, it just it, he didn't really just click with guys. He didn't spend the time trying to connect with guys, and that's something that Kurt Campbell and honestly a lot of the 
Michigan coaching staff does. Mike Hart does it. Uh, Steve mm-hmm. Klinkscale does it. Uh, Elston does. I mean, they all of these guys on the coaching staff at this point, I think they're just really elite recruiters. Sharon Moore is certainly uh, in, in that uh, department as well. So, yes, I mean, it, it's well, also it, getting it, Chris Partridge back, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously with him, too, he was huge before he left Ann Arbor and then comes back and he's instantly uh, killing it on the recruiting trail as well in the 24 and 25 classes. He's starting to do work there, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, probably the best coaching staff Michigan has had top to bottom in terms of not only just on field, but also on the recruiting trail. It's really impressive. There was always, you know, a, a few years back, it always seemed like there were a couple outliers when it came to the, the coaches in the recruiting department, whether it was Matt Weiss or Ben McDaniels or uh, the old cornerbacks coach who I'm drawing a blank on his name at the moment. Um can't recall. Sean Nua wasn't a great recruiter uh, when he was here. So there always seemed to be like one or two outliers uh, when it came to recruiting. Right now, I don't really think there is. And I, I would be remiss to not talk about Jay Harbaugh in that department either. Mm-hmm. He is a, a hell of a recruiter, potentially Michigan's best with uh, uh, Chris Partridge and Sharon Moore. But yeah, man, I mean, some people are just uh, are just made to be relationship builders and recruiters and and some people aren't and Kirk Campbell is certainly one of those guys yeah man it is uh it's a it's, it's, it's such an exciting time to be a Michigan football fan right now it feels like the program has hit that point right where it is just kind of a well-oiled machine isn't it obviously you know this this year's recruiting class was a little bit down a couple of different factors but now that you, you bring back Chris Partridge you bring in Kirk Campbell to replace Matt Weiss and I you're kind of starting to see the fruits of the labor on the recruiting trail starting in 2024 and 2025 potentially too right because from uh, my yeah. understandings and you could probably touch on it uh, a little bit more but with Kirk Campbell coming in as a quarterback's coach all of a sudden Bryce Underwood uh, the quarterback at Belleville is back in play yep Yeah, Belleville quarterback, number three guy in the country, five-star talent all the way, the best quarterback in his class. And then, I mean, they just had another five-star on campus for the spring game, George McIntyre. He's from Brentwood, Tennessee. He's one of the top guys at quarterback in the class as well. Uh, And Cutter Bowley is another five-star who he has resonated with and and has uh, seen on campus a couple times uh, on unofficial visits. And, and there are a ton of other guys at the quarterback spot that I could talk about, but those are the top three, uh, all five-star guys, all highly regarded and uh, Michigan would take any of their commitments at any time. So yeah, Kirk Campbell has truly hit the ground running, uh, on the recruiting trail for Michigan. They already got Jaden Davis locked up. So you can, uh, just move right along to the 25 class where these, uh, Five-star targets are uh, are are lurking here, and honestly, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Michigan get one of these five-star guys. I don't think they can uh, uh, just settle for uh, some of these uh, unproven three-star prospects anymore like they kind of have in the past. So, yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me to see them reel in another five-star here in this 25 class. It'll be a while. Uh, they're not in a rush by any means, but it is just really exciting to see all this unfold. And support yep. for feeling. Oh, sorry, Scotty. Uh, go ahead, my man. Sorry, guys. I know we're running out of time, but I just wanted to add in there. I mean, back-to-back uh, five-star quarterback pickups would be so big. And, yeah, it's so impressive to see what Kirk Campbell's already done uh, just coming in. Like last year after Michigan beat Ohio State, finally won the Big Ten, finally made the playoff. 
the recruiting didn't really take off like what people expected. But like like you guys said, I mean, it just seems like all the pieces of the puzzles are fitting together right now. Everything's clicking in terms of in-game stuff. You know, Michigan's still doing really well. They won the Big Ten back-to-back years, and now the recruiting's taking off. Um, it's, it just feels like such a great time to be a Michigan fan. It is, man. It is. And football season's right around the corner. Going to be here before you know it. I'd also like to let you know that support for Feeling Blue, thanks to our friends at Manscaped, now selling beard products. That's right. Revolutionizing men's grooming. They've got the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, they do it all. They've got the sweet cordless trimmer, a rotary wheel that gives you 20 haircutting lengths, all with one guard. No more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. Trust me, I've been there, right? Uh, it's waterproof, titanium-coated T-blade. In addition, you got the beard shampoo and conditioner, the beard oil, the beard balm. You get all this in one package, and we're to get you 20% off in free shipping. Head to manscaped.com. Insert promo code MNB20. That's MNB20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So, Vaughn, really appreciate you joining us here today, man. Tell us a little bit uh, about where the listeners can catch Future Blue. And, of course, uh, you've been uh, you've been the one to get the Block M Podcast Network on the Fans First Sports Network uh, new umbrella here if you so man uh really appreciate that with you and uh you you can you can plug your show you can plug all the shows on the block m podcast network man let know where we can uh, find you on social media yeah follow me on twitter at vaughn underscore lozon and yeah you can uh subscribe to the block m podcast network which is like you said luke an affiliate of the fans for sports network has been really awesome to to join uh, the fans for sports network. Uh, it's been going strong for almost a month now. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been, we've been kicking it. I mean, we've been, uh, subscribers have been going up and we've been getting lots of downloads and listens. It's been great. So yeah, I mean, feel free to listen to feeling blue out of the blue future blue, pretty much all of the blue podcasts can, <laughs> can be found on, uh, the block M podcast network. So, and, and go f- uh, follow fans first, uh, sports network on Twitter too. It, I believe it's at fans first S N. Uh, so yeah, go give them a follow too and follow me as brew as well. We're still posting tons of recruiting stuff on there. Tons of stuff, uh, just all the time. Uh, uh so yeah, go follow uh, Mason brew as well at Mason brew. Uh, Scotty, where can we find you on social media, man? You guys can give me a follow at Scotty White underscore. Um, doing all the baseball stuff. Uh, like I said, they're off to a good start. So make sure you guys are checking out that team. Um, all the podcasts posted there as well. Uh, yeah, I love being a part of the new network. It's been great so far. Um, and you can find all the podcasts on my page. And you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. And again, like Vaughn said, uh, follow us everywhere. Follow the Fans First uh, Twitter page because that's where you'll find out where you can get all of your favorite podcasts around all the sports around the country. But that's going to do it for us on Feeling Blue. Big thanks to Vaughn Lozon and Scotty White. I'm Luke Giardi. We'll see you next week.